0: Hello, it's working now. Morning, it's good to see you. Have you had something to be encouraged about this week? Yes, thanks Lee. What's God doing in your life? What's God up to in your life at the moment? Where are you and God at the moment? Today we have a really great service and it's a joy to welcome Lee Johnson who is one of our regional ministers from the London Baptist, and he's joining us. And uh, welcome, Lee. You're among friends, um, apart from two, which I'm not going to point out, but you know. <laughs> you really are. It's great to have you here. And it's great to be a part of London Baptist. And as the service goes on, we're also going to be recognising Jiddy. He has done all the paperwork and the processes and the interviews to be in a nationally recognised pastor within the Baptist family, so he's going to be recognised and commissioned by Lee as the service goes on. That's really exciting, Jiddy. We pray God will meet you greatly as we do that. You are all welcome, and uh, we are still. Not fully back, are we? But it's great to see those who are here. And can I just say, just remind you gently, if you are able to wear a mask, particularly while we're singing, that's really gratefully received, as as an act of love for our sisters and brothers in the church. We understand that some are not able to do that, and we respect that. And thank you to all those who do wear masks Stay by week by week. And uh, one or two people say, what's the point of having heating on and the windows open? The guideline is very clear that air circulation is one of the best ways to do it. So the windows are open to, not to cool you down, but to keep the air circulating for your safety. So just understanding that is helpful. Um, and, you know, if you feel cold, move to the centre... Uh, where it's warmer away from the windows. We've come to worship God. And we've come to a God who brings salvation and joy, forgiveness, and new life. A God who loves us greatly. The psalmist says, the Lord reigns. Let the earth be glad. Let the distant shores rejoice. This morning, we are going to rejoice and remember that Jesus is our Redeemer. Let's start. forgiven people, forgiven us. And through him, the race we can complete. We stand knowing that he who began a good work in us will carry on to completion in the day of Christ Jesus. We stand knowing that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we stand as people of faith, But as we stand in this worship, we also stand in a broken world. And Lord, at the beginning of this worship, we bring the community of Leon C., (coughs) all who were affected by that horrendous murder. We bring our MPs. We bring, Lord, all who are grieving today. And Lord, we stand in a broken world, we remember the missionaries who have been kidnapped. We stand in a broken world, we remember those who have lost loved ones. And particularly day, today, Lord, we pray for Lara and the whole family. Yet, Lord... When the race is complete, we will say with faith, yet not I, but through Christ in me. And in the meantime, Lord, we just pray. We will be gospel people led by your Holy Spirit wherever you will stir us to go. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. no Holy Spirit, we welcome you. And Lord, we do pray you will do some new work of loving grace today. Some new work of loving grace in this place. Because Lord, we are excited about our faith in you. We are excited about knowing Jesus. We praise you, Lord. Amen. I wonder if one or two of the children, young people, older ones, want to come up onto the stage. We're going to jump up and down. Come on, we need some volunteers. Yeah, come on. Yeah, I knew we'd do this. Wonderful. And it's okay to laugh, you're at church. I will let them show the actions because I always get them wrong, don't I? Yes. Let's jump up and down and turn right around. they do well? Yeah, well done. Thank you very much. It's really good to be excited about celebrating our faith in Jesus Christ. There is nothing else on earth that's worth getting that excited about, is there? Nothing else. Because following Jesus is one of the best things we can do. Now, we're recognising in a moment, Jiddy is a recognised pastor in Baptist Together. But I want to just take this moment to say we are part of a bigger story. You come to Romford Baptist Church, you are a Christian. But Christians aren't designed to be on their own, they're designed to be in a church. And so we come to this wonderful church called Romford Baptist Church, where we are a community. But it's bigger than that. I've just taken a few moments this week just to explain why we are part of something bigger. Thanks, Sam. Romford Baptist Church. It's great to have you here, part of a Baptist church here in the centre of Romford. But Romford Baptist Church in itself is part of something bigger. We're part of the God's Church here in Romford, with our sisters and brothers in churches around the area. The Methodist, the Anglican, the URC, the Salvation Army, the Eden, the Redeemed Church, the Catholic Church, the Apostolic Church, Independent Churches and many others. But we're also part of something even bigger. Because we're part of London Baptist, 350 plus churches split into districts with regional ministry teams supporting those local churches and pastors, with activities for youth and training, for safeguarding and property. But actually we're part of something bigger. We're part of Baptist Together in England and Wales, 2,100 local Baptist churches, 13 associations, a national resource giving advice and support a national voice to government and society through the joint publications issues team that do campaigns for the homeless and for the hungry we have five local five colleges and they are supporting and developing the next generation of church leaders supporting churches and mission bigger. We're part of the European Baptist Federation, 49 nations from across Europe and Central Asia and the Middle East, countries that are often closed to the gospel, and the EBF are seeking to strengthen and draw Baptists together in Europe, helping them with the gospel, sharing it, and taking the gospel beyond the boundaries of what the world would have. Supporting church planting in many nations across Europe. But we're part of something bigger. We're part of the World Baptist Alliance. That's 126 countries and territories around the world. 241 member bodies. And a membership in churches of the World Baptist Alliance of 47 million people. You're part of that family by being a part of Rockford Baptist Church. And we gather together in Baptist Together around a Declaration of Principle. And this is what the Declaration of Principle is all about.
1: The basis of the Baptist Union is that our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, God manifest in the flesh, is the sole and absolute authority in all matters pertaining to faith and practice as revealed in the Holy Scriptures, and that each church has liberty under the guidance of the Holy Spirit to interpret and administer his laws. That Christian baptism is the immersion in water into the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, of those who have professed repentance towards God and faith in our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for our sins according to the scriptures, was buried and rose again on the third day. That it is the duty of every disciple to bear personal witness to the gospel of Jesus Christ and to take part in the evangelization of the world.
0: Christians throughout the world. Yes, we may be called Baptists, but first and foremost we are Christians. We honour the Bible. We're committed to believers' baptism. We believe in the local church and we associate with one another. Together we're working for justice. We love mission. We live sacrificially. We're free of state control and Baptists know where they've been and where they're going. We're committed to mission locally through our food bank and reaching out with the gospel nationally through Home Mission, supporting local churches and projects to make Jesus known where otherwise they would not be. And worldwide through our partnership with BMS World Mission and our own link missionaries with Louise and Peter Lynch and others working in East Asia. This is an exciting family to belong to. Throughout the world. And you thought being a Baptist was just about getting wet. No, it's much more than that. It's gospel people living out the gospel throughout the whole world. We're glad.
2: let together as we.
3: Good to see you this morning, Romford Baptist Church. Please do take your seats. Um, As you now know, I'm Lee Johnson. The last time I was here, I think there was five of us in the room. So it's nice to see a few more people. That's that's good to be able to do that. Um, This is a weekend for me of recognizing people in ministry. I was at an induction service yesterday, um, which was absolutely great as well, at um, Cranbrook in Ilford, and now I am here this morning. Giddy, do you want to join me here on stage? That would be, um, that would be great. So this morning I'm, I'm here, and in a little while I'm going to speak um, from the Word of God, but this morning I'm here as well to, to recognize Giddy um, as a nationally recognized pastor We've learned quite a lot about our Baptist family this morning, Um, so I hope that gives you some context to to who we are as a Baptist community, not just here or in London or even the UK, but across the the whole world. And um, Judy today becomes uh, an extra special part of that, um, a part of that family. Um, We've got some words that we're going to use. Um, Judy's got some questions to um, answer we're going to pray for him, and then a little bit later, you've got a bit to do as well, which um, appears to be on the screen, I think, so we'll, we'll get to that. I'll tell you your bit in a little while. So um, hopefully we can see this. The type's not that big, mate. I didn't realize when I said we could share, but I'm sure we'll be fine. Sisters and brothers, um, we have come together in the name of Jesus Christ, the head of the church, to set apart for local ministry our brother Jide. We believe that God has called him to stand before us, to serve as a pastor to his people, a witness in this community, and a teacher of the good news of Jesus Christ in this church and association. We pray that he may continue to be a channel of God's grace to the church and to the world Here we welcome and receive him as a gift from God, enabling him to fulfill that calling among us. Here we call for God's gracious Holy Spirit to anoint and empower him for service, praying that he may continue to be formed in the likeness of Jesus Christ. All God's people are called to ministry All who are baptized in Jesus Christ and have received the Holy Spirit are called to serve our Lord Jesus Christ and one another in the fellowship of the church. God gives gifts to all so that like a body all may share in the purposes of Christ for the world which God has made and for which Jesus Christ has died. Yet within this fellowship of service, some are called by Christ to particular forms of ministry. All are called to be disciples. All are called to be servants of God in Jesus Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit. Yet God calls some um, to servant leadership in the church. And these are to be honored among us. For this reason... No one may take this office upon themselves. Only God can call to ministry. And today we acknowledge our dependence upon God and seek to do His will. Today we gather as the church of God to set apart Jidi for pastoral ministry and to seek God's blessing upon Him. So, I always feel this is a bit like a marriage ceremony, but we're not getting married, Okay. That's... Christian ministry is the sharing of the ministry of Jesus Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit and in response to God's call. Jiddy, you are already a disciple of Jesus Christ. Do you acknowledge this further call on your life? Do you willingly and joyfully submit yourself to God and his service as a minister in this church?
4: I believe that God has called me to follow and to
3: serve. Do you believe in one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit? And do you confess Jesus Christ as your Saviour and Lord? This is the
4: God in whom I believe and in whom I place my trust.
3: Do you believe that you are called by God to local ministry as a pastor in this church and association? I believe that God has called me here. Do you accept the scriptures as revealing the salvation of God in Jesus Christ? And will you open yourself to the ministry of the Holy Spirit, who led us all into all truth? I will be faithful in
4: reading the word of God and preaching the word of life. I will seek to be open to God's leading and direction for this congregation, for the local community, and for my own work of faith.
3: Will you share with God's people here the breadth and length and height and depth of the love of Christ? That as a community, you may become ministers of reconciliation and servants of God's grace to the world.
4: As a disciple of
3: Jesus Christ and with the help of God's spirit, I will. Amen. So you all get to participate in this moment. I'm going to ask you all to stand. And hopefully there's some words that will appear on the screen. You've got a bit to do. You'll see hopefully the bits in bold as they come along on the screen. Um, and, um, and if you can just read along with those, um, that would be really helpful. Sisters and brothers, it was by the calling of God that you came to faith. Will you therefore confess your faith in God revealed in Jesus Christ by the Holy Spirit and your trust in the same God as your savior and lord this is
4: god in whom we believe and in whom we place our trust
3: do you acknowledge and receive jd as a pastor will you pray for him as he prays for you will you work with him as he works with you will you follow in the way christ lead through going to take a moment now to, to pray for Giddy. Ian and Vicky are going to come and, and share in prayer with us at this moment in time and then just a few more words a blessing at the end of that
5: and so loving heavenly father we thank you ...for the way that you have led Jiddy to this point. We thank you for his faithfulness and his commitment. And Lord, right now, at this moment in time, we lift him before you... ...and we thank you that he can join us here in this church... ...and continue to the ministry that you have called him. We thank you for him, but also for his family... ...for the way that they have journeyed with him... ...during these last number of weeks, months and years. Lord, you have called and he has been faithful... And for you, that, we thank you. Amen. Lord, you have already blessed us through his ministry. And Lord, we thank you for that and for the way that he holds us accountable as we too hold him accountable to you. Lord, bless him, we pray.
0: Amen. And Lord, as we recognize that he skill with numbers as an accountant, we also recognize he is skilled as a man of God with your word. Lord, we thank you for that. We thank you for his faithfulness to undergo all the training that Spurgeon's threw at him. We thank you that he went through the Ministerial Recognition Board, and he did that twice. We thank you, Lord, that you have taken and used him, and Lord, that you have so much more for him in planned. And Lord, as he's now recognized nationally, we pray, Lord, that you will continue to lead him and Yemi and the family to wherever you want to call them, that, Lord, they will be ambassadors for Christ, witnesses for you, and people who bring others into the saving love of Jesus Christ. Bless him, we pray. Amen.
3: And so we say, loving God. In the name of Jesus Christ, we now set apart your servant for ministry in the church of Jesus Christ as a pastor in this church and in this association. Send your spirit, we pray, that he may know that he may be empowered for service and formed in the likeness of Jesus. Guide and direct him as he seeks to serve your people here. Give him the gift of wisdom for teaching the mind of Christ. Grant him an abiding sense of your presence and fill him with the love of Christ that he may be a true disciple. This we pray in the name of Jesus Christ, the head of the church and the Savior of all. And so we finally say, in the name of God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we declare UGD set apart to the ministry of Pastor in this church and in London Baptist. The blessing you sorry, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you peace. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Bless you, Jesus. <laughs> bless you. Bless you. God bless you.
6: morning everybody. Please do join us um, this evening at 6pm. This evening we are going to be gathering around the table for communion so it will be lovely to see you at 6pm. Our prayer meeting is this Tuesday at 8pm via Zoom and all the details are on the notice sheet. If you'd be welcome to you can attend our service this Wednesday lunchtime at 1245 It's a time during the week just to stop and pause and spend time with God and other people. So please do come along. This Wednesday, we are starting our new theme on Wednesdays at RBC at 7.45. It's online only. And the theme we are starting is Christianity and Climate Change. And it's an opportunity for us to find out how we can respond to that subject. As a sort of bit of background homework, if you'd like to, in this month's Grapevine, there is an article about the climate conference that is happening in Glasgow in a couple of weeks' time. The Grapevine can be found on the church website, so please do have a read of that. Um, And it'd be great to see more faces online. Um, It's probably one of the things I've loved the most over this last 18 months to actually get to meet and get to know other people online to discuss um, God's Word. So please do join us. We have got a baptismal service on the 31st of October. If you're thinking baptism is the next step for you, please do speak to Jiddy or speak to Jado, who's coming out um, in the welcome area. They'd love to talk to you about it and how you can proceed forward. And then finally, a bit of exciting news that's going to be happening at um, RBC. A lot of you will know that in the past, we've had interns um, spend some time here to help them grow in their faith and their leadership skills. We're going to be having an intern start soon from um, the London Baptists, part of the intern scheme, which I believe Lee is going to expand on a little bit later on in the service. You can do great. <laughs> Ian told me you would. So that's your that's your tip to carry, quickly prepare now. He's going to expand on it a bit more. But what we're looking for is, um, it's a 20-year-old female. We need somebody to provide accommodation um, for this current academic year. Um, the London Baptist will provide expenses, so it's literally just somebody who can provide accommodation. If there's something you feel you can do, please do contact the church office. Thank you.
0: Thank you very much, Haley. Thank you to all who give regularly through the offerings and... Uh, I know you do that in many ways, through the offering boxes at the front, through the card giving online, and through the website, and directly through the banks. And we thank you for all the giving. Can I just say that I understand, if all the software works from next week, your online card giving can go up to £100 per transaction. That's all I was told. That doesn't mean that you can't give less. I say that because Samuel's sitting here and he might have said something different. But But, uh, so uh, thank you for all that you give. And let's give thanks to God for his many gifts to us. Lord, we thank you that you've given us so much. And Lord, we give back to you now. We give back to you as we commit to transact something. We give back to you our offerings and we pray, Lord, use them for your glory to transform lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We're going to hear God's word read to us and then we're going to hear the voices of our young people. And Yemi's going to come, I understand, and read from Acts chapter 2. Thank you, Yemi.
4: morning church, I'm reading from Acts chapter 2, from verse 42 through to 47, Acts chapter 2, verse 42 through to 47, I read, they devoted themselves to the apostles teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer everyone was filled with hope and many wonders and miraculous signs were done by the apostles all the believers were together and had everything in common selling their possessions and goods they gave to anyone as he had need every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts they broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. The Lord bless the reading of this word.
5: Hello, church. Hi, I'm going to invite Megan, Bekaya, and oh, who else did I ask? I've forgotten. Um, Gabby, sorry Gabby, got to come up and sit at the front with me. Um, We're going to be discussing a question that is encircled around today's service. It's quite a loaded one. It might require something of us as a church to think about and to act on. So do listen. Girls, thank you so much for coming up the front today. How are you doing? You're good, Megan? How are you, Gabby? Good. How are you, Bacoya? Great. Okay. So the question that we're talking about today, well, is more of a statement, really. And the statement is, I dream of a church where? Now, can I ask you, did when you were thinking about this question, was it a simple thing to think about or was it a bit tricky? Megan? Uh, It was a bit tricky because there's a lot of things that's good for the church, and I don't know what to improve on the church. So, yeah. Gabby, what about you? Um, It was a bit easy because everything that I um, dream of in a church is kind of like this
1: church. So, yeah,
5: that's encouraging, isn't it? Okay. And Bakaiga, Gabby.
1: It was a bit in between, because this church is like a really good church, but there's many things you can prove on, because nothing is perfect.
5: Brilliant answer, I love it. Okay, so let's get to it. So I dream of a church where, who would like to share first? Go on, Megan. Uh, I dream of a church where more young people come preach, because I want to become a preacher when I grow up, so I want to um, try and, like, improve the church so then we can preach much more in the church. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you, Megan. Gabby, what about you? I dream of a church where? Um, I dream of a church where everything is bright and colourful and um, adults and children get to spread the word of God and um, you can rely and trust on the church to help you become closer to God
1: and build a relationship with God.
5: Amazing answers, girls. Okay, and because I dream of a church where
1: I dream of a church where the youth are more involved in like events and stuff, like we can come together and help the more people in church instead of just like going to the youth lounge and doing our thing, we can help in the church more.
5: Wow, I think we have our work cut out for us then. Thank you, girls, so much for sharing. Wonderful answers, and you've definitely given us a lot to think about. Should we give them a round of applause? Wonderful answers. Thank you so much.
0: A wonderful answers. I dream of a church where I can be a preacher one day. Believe it and go for it. We need more women and men who are preachers. We need more young people who are irritating and wanting to get involved and all those sorts of things. Young people, thank you. That is so exciting about what you dream of. And if you've got a dream that's not been vocalised, speak to one of the pastors. Speak to any of the leadership team. We love to dream. We're going to come and hear God's word in a moment, but before we do, we're going to sing a song. And as we do, the younger children and that, there is some activities at the table at the back, which Hannah's going to race back to, coordinate now. And so while we're singing, feel free to go and invade Hannah's space and do some activities as we hear God's word. Holy words, long preserved. (laughs)
3: Please do take your seats. That, I hope, is all of our prayers, that we will allow God's word to impact our hearts and our lives today. Um, I am really excited that we are partnering with you guys um, on the London Baptist Internship Program. I wasn't quite sure if I was supposed to say anything today because we were still debating accommodation and we didn't want to say anything that, um, that, um, that would cause any Stress, but um, I understand that um, that things are moving and uh, and i 'm okay to talk today, so so that 's all good. Um, normally, our internship program starts in September, but for various reasons, um, things have um, taken a little bit longer to move forward but um, but we do have um, um, maybe two interns now actually that will be with us this year and we're so pleased to, to be able to place somebody with you. Someone that's got experience in youth work and someone that's also very musically talented I understand as well so um, I'm sure you'll get to know um, Zoe soon and, um, and we look forward to partnering with you this next year. Our internship program is about leadership, it's about equipping younger leaders um, in our Baptist family whether here or in London or more broadly, and it's the third year that we are running our internship programme, so it's really good that Zoe's able to join with you. I'm coming back here, I think, on Wednesday to meet with Hannah. I think it's Wednesday. It's in my diary, so it'll all be good, I'm sure, and, um, and with Zoe as well, and we're going to get together and have a conversation um, um, about what um, relationship might look like and, and what Zoe will be involved in, start to formulate some thoughts and ideas, and I think she'll be with you. At the start of November, so that 's really exciting. I think for all of us, I hope you 're excited I, I certainly am excited um, to to um, to be part of that with you guys. I, I thought it was um, really interesting what the young people said um, uh, their thoughts and dreams about what church might be. Uh, and I was interested to hear what they had to say. Um, for, the, for the young person that wants to be a preacher, I think we're starting um, a leadership development program that's going to be online, London Baptist, later this year. So talk to Hannah about that, because there's going to be an opportunity for some of our younger people, 16 to 18-year-olds, to be involved in a, um, in an online um, leadership training development program that, that we, London Baptist are putting on as well. So um for anybody in that age group, um, talk to Hannah about that. But I did think it was, was really interesting what they, they had to say. I think it's important that as a Baptist family, we do listen to the voices of everybody, from the youngest to the oldest. It's one of our Baptist distinctives, isn't it? Meeting together as community to listen to one another and to listen to God's voice together. And we were reminded. Um, with that, with Ian's presentation, I might steal that from you, Ian, and uh, and and uh, nick some of that. But we'll talk about that later. I I wanted this morning to contribute my answer to the question um, of what I dream about church. So I want to say that that I dream of a church where fellowship is properly understood. And when I saw the order of service this week, and and I saw that the young people, the voice of the youth was, I dream of a church, I knew immediately what I wanted to talk about for the next few minutes. I was absolutely certain that I wanted to talk about my dream of church and speak about fellowship, what it means to be in fellowship with one another. You see, I, I do dream of a church where actually fellowship is a key component. Our Bible reading that we heard read to us this morning from Acts chapter 2, we see in that reading a very small picture of what the early church looked like. And as we think of that early church and as we just for a few moments think about ourselves this morning, this church, I would like to suggest to you that we need to be a community, a place of fellowship for all. I believe God wants each one of us to be in fellowship with one another and, and I believe God wants everybody who calls themselves a Christian to be in that fellowship place. So I guess it might be helpful to start by kind of asking the question um, you know what do you think fellowship is? Now you don't all need to answer this is just a rhetorical question for you to think about but what do you think fellowship is this morning? perhaps when you think of fellowship you think of some of the things that we did before we had lockdown and pandemic you think of maybe bring and share lunches maybe that's what you think fellowship is or maybe meeting in a home for a small group or maybe meeting some Christian friends for coffee or with a with a church family going for a picnic or whatever it might be perhaps when I say those words that's kind of where your mind goes to The dictionary defines fellowship as companionship, friendly association, mutual sharing of experiences, activities, and interests. The Bible word from Acts chapter 2, where we see the word fellowship used, is koinonia. And this word means um, to be common or shared. Common or shared. So I think that we can understand from those two things... That fellowship means the, the common participation in something. In our reading this morning, we heard that the early church were devoted. Now, I think that's quite a strong word. Devoted to fellowship. So what might that mean? What might that look like to be devoted to, to fellowship, to this commonness, to this, to this togetherness thing? Well, this morning I have a few thoughts that I'd like to share with us to help us, maybe to challenge us, but certainly to encourage us to be a fellowshipping group of people. So four things I want to say this morning. First of all, I think that fellowship builds faith. You know, I, I believe the Bible clearly teaches the importance of fellowshipping with other Christians. And, and I truly believe that we as Christians need each other. So, in that sense, I don't necessarily think that fellowship is just going for a walk with some Christian friends. might be. It isn't just sharing coffee with people. Fellowship, I, I think, actually takes place when Christians move from kind of just meeting together whatever that meeting together might look like, to beginning to share some of our life together. And I would like to suggest to you this morning that that Christianity is unique in that it is not a completely individualized religion. Now, I'll explain what I mean before you think I've just said something heretical because I don't think that I have. In our Christian faith, in our Christian life, we need to lean on other people who are called by the same name to help us to grow and develop in our individual faith. And I think for me, as I think about this idea of fellowship, that is the true nature of what fellowship is. A relationship that builds my relationship with God. And if I was going to try and define fellowship in a sentence, I think that's how I would define it. A relationship that builds my relationship with God. Now, I think then that if that is what fellowship is, it can happen any place, can't it? So it can happen in a bring and share lunch. It can happen when you go for a coffee in the coffee shop, which I assume you all come here to have your coffees. I I assume that's what you do, yeah? It can happen in a Zoom call. May I even suggest it can happen at a church members' meeting. I know you might think that's difficult, but I do believe that it can. Proverbs 27, verse 17 says this, As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. And I actually believe this is a really significant verse in the context of fellowship, what I'm talking to you about this morning. You know, if if fellowship means building a relationship with God then one of the outworkings of that, our relationships need to have accountability in them. We need people around us to tell us the truth. We need people around us to to challenge us. We need people around us to speak into our hearts and lives. Now, of course, that speaking into our hearts and lives can only be done out of relationship. Of course it can. But when that is the case when we allow people that opportunity to have that kind of relationship with us, then fellowship builds our faith. It helps to push us on, to lead us towards God. So the first thing I suggest to us this morning, I would like to to bring to you this morning, is that fellowship builds our faith. Secondly... Fellowship builds unity. Psalm 133 verse 1 says this, how good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. And for me, this is another significant verse as we think about fellowship. You know, if fellowship is, as I've already suggested, this idea of of a relationship that builds my relationship with God, then an outworking of those relationships that we form needs to be that we are united. This church, Romford Baptist Church, you are called to be in unity, You know, I believe sometimes in church life we we have union, but we don't always have unity. And for me, unity looks a little bit like what we heard about from Acts chapter 2 having everything in common, being of one mind. Now, I'm not suggesting that because we have unity and and this idea of unity and fellowship that all of a sudden we're all going to agree on everything all of the time. That's just not going to happen, is it? You know, let's be honest. But fellowship has to mean that perhaps when we don't agree, we do that well. You know, when disagreements come, they don't lead to disunity, but we talk about things and we handle those things that perhaps we don't see eye to eye on well. One of the ways that we might describe the church is the family of God. I guess we've, we've heard that term used before. Now, that means that we, you, are a family. Now, I don't know how your family works, but in my family, we don't always agree on everything all of the time. Maybe, is that, am I the only one? You all agree in your families, I guess. But in my family, we don't always agree on everything all of the time. If I think about my daughters, Lydia and Hope, they don't live at home anymore, but they still don't agree with me all of the time, and I don't agree with them. But just because I don't agree with them doesn't stop them from being my daughters, does it? Just because they don't agree with me, I suddenly don't stop being dad, do I? That's not how it works. You see, our commitment to fellowship must be seen, must be seen through the unity of this family of God where we have been placed. So for me, when I think about fellowship, I have to believe that fellowship, true fellowship, builds unity. Thirdly, for me, fellowship builds relationships. One of the churches that I was at a few years ago, I was the minister at a few years ago, we had a lady, um, and she would arrive at the service after it had started. Now that's not that odd. We all arrive at the service after it started often sometimes, don't we? We, we, we know that's, that's the deal. Um, but she'd always leave when we were singing the last song as well. And, and, and I met her a few times in a completely different context in the middle of the week. I remember having a conversation with her once and she said to me, Lee, I haven't got any friends at church. And, and what I wanted to say, well, I did actually say it to her, but slightly, slightly kinder maybe this. I want to say, well, I'm not surprised. You know, you, you, you come in after we've started and you leave before it's finished. You've got no time to talk to anybody. Now, I wouldn't like to suggest that, that you are like this. But I sometimes wonder if we have some of those tendencies in our own hearts and lives. So we turn up at church. Maybe on time, or maybe just a little bit late, who knows? But we turn up at church. Um, and, but it's like, hmm, don't really want to be here. Don't really want to talk to too many people. Or perhaps we are loath to get involved with activities, and, and, and whatever those activities might be, we're kind of like, hmm, I don't know, I'm not, I'm not too sure. At the moment, I've got an ongoing conversation with a close family member who tells me that he's never going back to church. He thinks that doing Sunday mornings on Zoom with his breakfast in his pajamas is the best thing that's ever happened. (laughs) And I keep saying to him, it's not really what church is about. It's not really what community is about. It's not fellowship. Now, I'm not suggesting this morning that the most important thing is that we are here in this building every single Sunday morning. But what I am saying is we need to have an attitude of building relationships. And, you know, as we, as we perhaps come out of this lockdown situation that we found ourselves in, as we come out of this pandemic situation, and maybe we are, you know, as we come out of these things as perhaps we start to reimagine what post-pandemic church is, and I think there's a conversation to have. You know, maybe we've been doing too much stuff, who knows, but there's definitely a conversation to have. I think as we have those conversations, we need to be people who are saying we need to build relationships. And if you want to have good relationships with your fellow Christians, with your brothers and sisters, then you need to get involved and build some relationship, don't you? This is not kind of rocket science. This is just simple stuff. You know, you need to talk to some people in church. You need to get involved with what's happening. The truth is, you you can't build good relationships with people if you don't talk to people. I mean, it's not that complex. It's fairly straightforward. In fact, the writer to the Hebrews encourages us, speaks to us about encouraging one another... Day by day. If you only see somebody once a month, even if you only wave to somebody across the room once a week, you're not going to be able to encourage them day by day. And I think that if we want to grow in our faith, then part of that growing will be relationships based in true fellowship. Fourthly, fellowship builds the kingdom. You know, I I truly believe that the greatest benefits of fellowship, the fellowship that exists between Christians, is that it will build the kingdom of God. You know, if we show true fellowship, if we have real true fellowship here, then I believe that people will be attracted to that very thing. So Acts 2, verse 47, it said this, And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. You know, when Christians regularly meet together in true fellowship, I truly believe that people will be drawn to that. And in that sense, this community, this body, this local church will grow and develop. You know, if we look at the early church, one of the reasons that the the early church grew was because of their fellowship. You know, they looked after one another. They cared for each other. And our fellowship here should be a witness to the communities that we are a part of here and beyond. You know, you as a church, you need to have that real sense of fellowship, that real sense of, of God's love. And as you grow that sense of God's love, as you grow that, that sense of fellowship, and let's be honest, as I've already said, perhaps now is a time to have a conversation, what that might look like, to consider again the nature of, of community and church. But as you develop that sense of fellowship, I do believe that people will see a difference. And I do believe that that Romford Baptist Church can grow and develop if you, the people in the church, devote yourself to fellowshipping with one another. Now, of course, we, we need to recognize that we can't just sit here all day every day and just meet with each other. That's not how it works, is it? That's not sensible. We we might not have good fellowship if we spent all the time with one another. We understand that. Of course we do. But true fellowship will be attractive. So as we fellowship here, as we meet together here, as we support one another here then we go from this place. We go from this fellowship into that wider community. And in that sense, our fellowship here will have an impact. Romford, beyond, where you work, where you live, whatever it might be. And it's that sense, I believe, of finding support and encouragement here so that we can go beyond this community to be Christians where God takes us this afternoon, tomorrow, next week, whatever it might be. And in that sense, I believe with all my heart that fellowship builds God's kingdom. I've nearly done. This morning, I've suggested to you, and I guess I want us to think about the fact that fellowship builds faith. Faith. Fellowship builds unity, fellowship builds relationship, and fellowship builds the kingdom. So my dream, if we go back to our question, my dream for you, my dream for Romford Baptist Church, is that you will truly be a place of fellowship, seeing your faith built up. Seeing your unity increase, seeing your relationships strengthened so that God's kingdom will come and his will will be done from this place into the community of Romford and beyond. And so my dream is that this will be a church where fellowship is properly understood for our sakes and for the sake of God's kingdom. Let's pray, shall we? Lord, I pray for each one of us today that that will be true for each one of us, Lord, that that we will want to be people who truly understand what, what fellowship is. What it means, Lord. That, Lord, that because of that, our faith will be built up. Lord, because of that, our unity as a community will be increased. That our relationships with one another will be strengthened. And, God, your kingdom will come here. Your will will be done here. And it will be said of Romford Baptist Church... There's something different about those people. And it's because of you, Lord. Help us, Lord, to be people of fellowship. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. We're going to sing our closing song, please, Steve. Thank you. it's been really great to share with you today God bless you, It'd be good to chat to you afterwards, we're going to share in the grace together as we um, draw our service to a close may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore Amen, God bless you everybody, I pray you have a good day thank you, God bless you